Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 97.1 FM Talk Podcast. It's Second Amendment Radio and the Great Outdoors. Happy weekend, everybody. Thanks for listening to us on the radio or on the Odyssey app. Thank you so much. Mark Cox there. I'm Bo Matthews. Carl Middleman, our executive producer. Rabbit, he rabbit. Seems a, little, seems a little tired today, but that's okay. Um, April Fool's Day. Uh, it's been a windy one. Uh, the uh, Cardinals home opener. You've been drinking beer since uh, Thursday, right? Oh, of course. Or- yeah. <laughs> it started Thursday. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. Actually, uh, on Sunday, uh, if this is the day you're listening to it, uh, we have plans to go to La Chance Vinery mm. Vineyards. Um, and so we're going to go hang out there. So that's going to be the outdoors portion of the show today. Uh, and I'll get video of me drinking. <laughs> I'm, I'm, it's going to be a great weekend uh, to be outdoors wherever you're going, hiking or maybe shooting. Uh, you know, Bo, your name got brought up the other day. I went to the Big Dog Poker Tournament. And while I didn't win, I was not a winner at the Big Dog Poker <laughs> Tournament. I got out. I got knocked out relatively early. I was a winner back in the silent auction area and of course all the money raised and you can remind us how much money did we raise for the eureka police officers association it was over 60 grand in a day part of that yeah, money, that's a big day. part of that money was mine because i went back there and i <laughs> i bid on several silent auction items but the only one that i won was the uh one-year family membership to st louis skeet and trap and it just so happens that my son is a much better shooter than I am when it comes to trap shooting. And um, <laughs> I said, hey, listen, this is a great deal. Uh, this is a five, it's like $500 a year or something to be a member down there, family membership. I and think. it's a family deal, right? Oh, yeah. Is it a family? Yeah. yeah. Uh, but for up to, f- I, I, I don't know if they have a number on it or not, but it's for it's for your, your family you can go down and shoot. And um, I, I won that and I went and I took it down there this past weekend and, and and claimed my membership and my son and I went out there and shot. I sent you a picture of the two of us out there on the range. It you know, and I appreciate you and keep sending pictures like that of your weekend activities because usually mine's either leaf blowing or log splitting. So you <laughs> you take care of the fun part of this. Anyway, I, go ahead. I said to my boy, I'm like, hey, we need to get outside and do something. Let's let's either go shoot somewhere um, where you you know the outdoor range. Of course, you can go to down there at, at the hinges. Uh, 
location the off park. of 44, right, uh, Missouri yeah. Department of Conservation down there. Or I said, why don't we go cash in my membership and and do some trap shooting, which he's always, he always beats me at that. So he was he was very anxious to, to go down. We had a great time. And they said, you know, we're going to we're going to do a, a member shoot on April 29th. We'd love for you guys to sign up for that. And we did. And your buddy Kyle has already signed up. And he told me that you go down there with Kyle on occasion. right? Oh, yeah. I've been yeah. down there before. You know, the, the cool thing about that place is it's va- it's so big. It's so big. And if you are a novice, you are welcome. If you are an expert, uh, just stay away from the novice. Uh, <laughs> but um, but let me ask you, when you talk about your boy, you say your boy, the picture I saw of you and your boy, how old is he? He's, he's a not, man. I'm, I'm picturing seven. He's a man, but he's always going to be my boy. Yes. He's 24 now. He'll be 25 in July. So, uh yeah. He's getting up there. He's getting a little long in the tooth, isn't he, for me to call him a boy. And I'll, I'll tell you what, but you're right. He'll always be your baby. The thing is, you know, th- that experience right there that you guys had, of all the horrible headlines about guns in this past week, there are so many more people that are enjoying life. They are enjoying the shooting sports. You're going out and doing it. I'm I'm not very good at it, but I am. I do go out to uh, to that, and and I love the place. And that's how you do it. You enjoy it. You get better at it. Just, well, maybe not you, but your son. Um, <laughs> Thank you. But it, but it, there's so many positives to that particular sport. Are you going to, are you going to, uh, you know, slam somebody that's into race car driving uh, because there's accidents on the road? Uh, of course not. You've got to do it sa- safely and legally. Yeah. And uh, it's just, it's just a well, mad to, world. To your point on that, Bo, uh, th- that's exactly it. As legal firearm owners, um, you get lumped in with the criminals for some reason. And I pointed this out on my show this week. Do you know how many fatalities there were? The National Highway Traffic Safety Administration keeps track of this. How many fatalities there were related to alcohol? Uh, I think 2020 or 2021 was the last full year that I saw the numbers for. It it was almost 11,000 people died in this country, specifically from out, from accidents that were credited to alcohol somebody was driving drunk hit somebody else caused an accident that took a life over over eleven thousand people in 2020 or 2021 um and and all that you can do is we've we've increased the drinking age it's 21 we run promos on the tv telling people not to drink and drive uh, encouraging to take uber to do all this other stuff it's the person driving the car that is to blame for ignoring the law and getting in getting drinking and getting behind the wheel but there's never a call to ban cars in this country there there aren't lawsuits against Ford or Chevy or Toyota because somebody got drunk and got behind the wheel and and misused that vehicle right. uh, and yet whenever there's a a, a death or a, or several deaths related to somebody misusing a handgun the answer needs to be banning guns. It, it, it's ignorant, and I can't think of a better analogy to come up with than that. You, you don't blame the car when somebody drinks and drives and misuses it. Right. Absolutely. That's a very good point and, uh, and well articulated because, uh, and I don't know, I don't know if there are uh, you know non-supporters of the Second Amendment that listen to this program or maybe by accident they're listening to this program, but that is pretty basic education right there you don't like your famous line you don't blame the fork for being fat um yeah. although you could but how far <laughs> is that going to get you it, it it is it is about that but it, you know just a sad sad 
story, especially at a, you know, at a school, there's children and, uh, the, you know, it, and so if I could reflect back to uh, when Biden walks out after, you know, he's supposed to make comments about this, um, you know, the things that he mentioned were ice cream, which kids love. He mentioned good looking kids, which was just kind of a weird comment to me um, when any other president, anybody in the past would have walked out in a somber attitude because of the horrifying news they just learned. And this guy's out, you know, like he's a stand up comic. It was just. It, it was frightening. Was inappropriate is what it was, for sure. Ugh. You know, whenever we talk about the, this story, the, sh- the horrible shootings in Nashville, the, it gets back to the fact that it happened at a school, which is a soft target. There never seems to be a serious conversation about what can we do to prevent this the next time. The gun grabbers say, ban guns. Not realistic. Uh, criminals steal it's guns, not. and then they use them for criminal purposes. What we need to do is harden those schools we're going to talk to a former school resource officer who now happens to work at gun owners of america Luis valdez is going to join us when we return with more of second amendment radio and the great outdoors call from mom answer it call silenced Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Second Amendment Radio and the Great Outdoors alongside Mark Cox. My name is Bo Matthews and Carl Middleman, our executive producer. Pew, pew. Putting this whole thing together, this segment is brought to you by Razorback Armory. If you are looking for a suppressor for a firearm, that is your number one silencer shop in the St. Louis metro area. They'll get you started and uh, get it done to you and deliver it to you. You can go in and check them out. Find their address and more information at uh, RazorbackArmory.com. When you go in, tell them Bo sent you. All right, our uh, guest uh, right now, uh, this uh, sad, sad story that started the week off uh, in Nashville, Tennessee, uh, was horrible. There's been a lot of lot of rhetoric. There's been a lot of political, uh, political, political, I just made a word up, uh, political uh, uh, infighting going on. 
We've got Luis Valdez, a former school resource officer. And Luis was on our show not too awful long ago. And I don't think we knew this information, but you're a former uh, school resource officer, but you are the national spokesman for Gun Owners of America. Welcome back to Second Amendment Radio on the Great Outdoors, Luis. How are you? Doing very good. Very good. How are you guys doing? Uh, good. Uh, you know, we had you on a few weeks ago, and uh, we didn't realize that part of your resume was a former school resource officer. Um, how come you're a former? Uh, did you do your job and, and had to move on, wanted to move on to bigger things? That was pretty much it. Uh, I was a cop for 15 years, and my father was a cop for 35 years. And the good Lord blessed me with a, uh, a daughter, and basically I didn't want to put my kid through what I went through as a kid growing up, which was... Uh, missing her her birthdays and weekends and holidays and important events that my father sacrificed as a police officer. So it came to a very hard decision, but my family comes first. Yeah, and you know the thing about it is uh, we we bring up that that fact that you were a school resource officer because so much of the focus uh, of what happened, the tragedy that happened in Nashville, the loss of of uh, three precious children and three adults who worked at this uh, Christian school at Covenant, uh, a lot of the focus has been on the gun. But what we usually lose in the in in these conversations is the fact that. There was virtually no security at this building. Uh, the attacker knew that it was a it was a soft target, in other words. And we have this conversation every time this happens. We protect our our uh, federal buildings. We protect our post offices. We protect, uh, you know, uh, uh, so many politicians. things. Politicians with bodyguards and and officers. We don't protect our schools. And as a school resource officer, uh, I'm sure you can appreciate that as much as anyone. Oh, you're, you're darn right. We focus so on protecting some things that aren't necessarily needed to be protected. I mean, our children are our most precious of resources. They're literally our future. And the, and the police in uh, Tennessee, they said it plain as day that she chose the school because it was a soft target. Now, I'm not trying to disparage my brothers and sisters in blue that wear the badge. I I mean, I tip my hat to the Tennessee officers that responded. They responded as quickly as they could and they took as they they took action to take out the trash as quickly as possible. But as we all know, it still took them 10 minutes to get there, which is far faster than we saw in Uvalde, Texas and Parkland, Florida. Of course. But still 10 minutes when seconds count. Police are minutes away, and I say this as a former SRO. Even when I was on campus and I pledged my life to literally give my life for the children I was entrusted to protect, it could still take me up to three minutes to get from one end of the campus to another. Now, one of the best things that we could do to harden our schools, other than physically hardening them, is to arm our teachers and staff. If we entrust these people to educate our children, to take care of our children, to, in some cases, medically provide care to our children, because, you know, we do have some special needs children that need round-the-clock care. Why don't we entrust them to protect them with a firearm? You know what, Louis? Uh, by the way, Louis Valdez, our, the national spokesperson for Gun Owners of America, I had this thought this morning uh, that, you know, when people uh, say, oh, you know, we can't we can't arm the teachers, even if we arm the ones that were interested or were versed in firearms, not all of them, but even if there was, you know, a few 
they would have a quicker response. So I wish that that conversation wouldn't be so uh, titillating that, oh, we want to arm every teacher out there. You know, Mrs. Johnson, the English teacher, you know, she she's uh, she knits on the on the weekend. She doesn't go to the, the gun range, but there are teachers that are interested that probably have a desire to do this, especially after seeing a headline like this. Um, if, if we can't get the school resource officers on property full time, then I think there needs to be a conversation about, okay, if we were to allow teachers to carry, who would you be? Don't you think that would be a good avenue to go down? I think it would be a fantastic avenue. And sadly, Parkland, Florida showed it. You had staff that used their their bodies as human shields to protect children. If they were in armed, St. Louis, too. Yeah, if they were armed, they could have shot back. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and yeah. that that's a great point. And this week on my radio show here at Lewis, I I picked up um, a soundbite that kind of went viral in Washington. There was a congressman up there named Jabal Bowman who started screaming at the media outside of the in the halls of Congress near one of the doors. Ended up having an interaction with Congressman uh, Thomas Massey, who was very calm through the whole thing and tried to talk this guy off a cliff. Uh, but they seem to think that if they scream louder than you, uh, they'll somehow convince you that you should uh, do away with gu- all guns. Uh, l- listen to this soundbite. Pressure them. Force them to respond to the question, why the hell won't you do anything to save America's children? And let them explain that all the way up until Election Day of 2024. They're freaking cowards. They're gutless. They're what not here. Talking about? I'm talking about gun violence. You know, there's never been a school school that allows teachers to carry. Carry guns? You think more guns need to more death? Yeah, yeah. So, so Thomas Massey reminds him there's never been in a school shooting in a school where the teachers have been allowed to carry or they've got security. Um, Jamal Bowman says, oh, more guns lead to more death. This is the argument you hear from the left repeatedly on this, who seem to think that we're going to snap our fingers and 400 million guns in America are going to disappear overnight instead of admitting that it's not the legal gun owners that are the problem. You, you Again, you hit the nail right on the head. Hist, in terms of history, one of the greatest mass tragedies in America involving a school massacre didn't even involve a firearm. It involved a guy padlocking all the, ent- all the exits to a school and then using a gallon of gasoline and a book of matches to burn the place down. The idea that bad people will stop doing bad things because we passed gun laws that restrict the law-abiding is criminally laughable. I mean, as we already discussed this previously, President Biden was in Monterey, California, pushing for universal background checks, an assault weapons ban, magazine capacity ban, uh, the requirement to get a, uh, a permit to purchase a firearm, so on and so forth. When California already had all of that on the books, and at no point has it stopped criminals from being criminals in California, And here in Congress, you have another leftist screaming the same thing because they cannot admit that their entire political religion of disarming the people has been proven to be false. They want to disarm us for one for one reason. It's not because they want to save the children. It's not because they want to make society safe. It's because they want us to make them reliant on them. If you look at history, every feudal lord 
in medieval times held power over the serfs, over the peasants that worked their fields because the peasants were disarmed. And when the ro- the roving the the roving band of of, of bandits and 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 uh, killers would approach the fields, you know, they would run to the king, and the king would let them in their castle, and they would protect them with the knights. Well, part of that was you had to work on the king's fields for life, and you had to pay him in taxes. And that's what they want. They want the 21st century version of that now, and that's why they want to disarm us. You know, we, uh, we, we can learn a lot by memes that fly by on our social media or people that text stuff around, and one that was powerful to me uh, was a rock in bad hands killed Abel, a rock in righteous hands killed Goliath. It's not about the rock, folks. And that was so powerful to me, and I wanted to quote that because uh, my wife and I were talking about it, that the very first person born on the earth uh, from Adam and Eve was Cain, and he was a murderer. And so that's how far back we have to look at uh, evil and that it's, it's, it's the person, it's not the tool that they're using to commit that, whether it's gasoline or rocks or guns. Uh, and there's so much enjoyment in, in firearms and the, the shooting sports. Uh, my buddy Mark here sent me a picture over the uh, weekend last weekend. Two giant smiles on his face. They're at a, a St. Louis Trap and Skeet. I think that's the name of the place. I mean, it's, it's an enjoyable thing. And on top of that, it's a great benefit to protect others, people. I'm running for office. <laughs> I mean, literally. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's, wow. it's it is very no, it's very true. Thank you for pointing that out. Uh, I did did have a great time down there. You know, uh, Lewis, uh, we got Lewis Valdez with us, and he's with Gun Owners of America. Here's what people need to understand, and you you pointed this out uh, in in one aspect of this, Lewis. Th- there are a group of people in this country who who will tell you right now that they would do away with your Second Amendment rights if they could while exercising their First Amendment rights, uh, to tell you that. Uh, you try to restrict their First Amendment rights, and they're going to scream bloody murder, but they think it's okay that they can restrict your Second Amendment rights. He, I, I heard a guy named David Jolly. He used to be a Republican congressman. He's since left Congress, and he's since left his senses because he's no longer a member of the Republican Party, clearly. This is what he said this week about wanting to crush people like you and me. Listen. Ugh. The question around culture is something that ultimately we just have to crush the culture of gun ownership here in the United States, because we do have within our within the United States, this culture that somehow gun ownership creates virulence and creates strength. But what it actually leads to is the death of children. I think it was Claire McCaskill yesterday or the day before who said maybe Democrats and and those who sympathize with the Democratic position on this need to launch our own culture war. In the face of all the Republican culture wars around transgenderism and black and brown communities and wokeism, maybe the culture war in 2024 needs to be to crush the culture of gun violence in the United States and humiliate Republicans who continue to platform laws that allow the shootings we saw this week in Tennessee. Yeah. First of all, it's it's criminal violence, not gun violence. But uh, I would say my response to David Jolly would be, "Bring it." My response to him is, is even more. Uh, uh, it's just look. As a member of the minority community myself, I'm a Hispanic. I'm I'm a Cuban American. My wife is Puerto Rican. My wife is also black. By for instance, one of the first dates we did was going to the gun range, and she loved nice. it. That's but sexy. Th- but but even more than that. The largest growing segment of new shooters and gun owners are blacks, Hispanics, and women. He literally just tipped his hand because he said black and brown culture, the assault on black. He wants to disarm 
the very people historically wanted to disarm. Last I checked, it was the KKK and Democrats that passed gun control all across the South to disarm freed blacks. It was out West that it was Democrats that passed gun control laws to disarm Chinese and Asian laborers. And it was up in the Northeast that it was Democrats that passed gun control to disarm all of the Eastern European immigrants and Southern European immigrants that were coming in. So he tipped his hand. He wants to disarm the very people that he claims he's fighting for and make them subservient to the state. I'm sorry. Last I checked, we're in an egalitarian society where no man is king over me. And I get to protect myself. I get to protect my wife. And I get to protect my children from people like him. And him wanting to disarm me? No. And American culture is gun culture. We were founded on the belief that every person is equal, and part of that equality is every person is able to own and carry a firearm to defend themselves against tyranny, whether it's a vagabond criminal scum on the streets or it's a despot dictator in Washington, D.C. or overseas. Well said. Yep, absolutely. Uh, and and But from that soundbite that you just played, Mark, uh, or Carl, I would say he wants to crush gun violence. I do, too. I, I don't want to see these headlines. But disarming America is not the way you're going to do it. Luis Valdez, spokesman for Gun Owners of America, thank you again so much for uh, joining us on Second Amendment Radio on the Great Outdoors, and thanks for your service to this country uh, in uniform, resource officer, all that. Um, I, I think there's a lot more to go to this conversation, but we're running out of time. Uh, we will have you on again soon. How's that? Thank you, gentlemen. And again, thanks for being a, a shining beacon of liberty in these dark and troubled times. Well Gunowners.org yeah. is the website. You can go to and learn more about it. Lewis, thank you. Hey, coming up, we're going to talk uh, more about what's going on down in Jefferson City. There's about five weeks left in the session. Uh, they're taking a close look at your Second Amendment rights as well. We'll talk to the Missouri Firearms Coalition right after this. Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did. Welcome back to Second Amendment Radio and the Great Outdoors. I'm Mark Cox. Uh, Bo Matthews along with me here and, of course, Carl Middleman. And we talk a lot about, whenever I talk to one of my friends who lives over in the People's Republic of Illinois, I I always apologize to them and say I'm so sorry. Uh, Because I feel like we, honestly, I feel like we live in liberty over here in Missouri when it comes to our gun rights compared to what they're constantly facing in the state of Illinois. 
And one reason for that is what, what's gone on in the Missouri legislature the last few years. Uh, SAPA was probably the, the crowning achievement of that when it comes to your freedoms, although uh, there have been court cases and everything uh, you know filed against uh, that. But we have joining us this morning Jared Taylor, used to be with the Missouri House of Representatives from the 139th District, and he now uh, does some work for the Missouri Firearms Coalition, and great to have him on Second Amendment Radio this morning. Jared, how are you? I'm good. How are you all? Doing well. Doing good. well. Thank yeah. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, you bet. You bet. You know, I wanted to ask you, um, you know, the Second Amendment uh, is under fire nationally, uh, and oftentimes that fire is directed at Missouri because uh, we we stand up so strongly for the Second Amendment. W- what is your take since sort of national headlines have stolen uh, the, 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 the narrative this week? Uh, here we are in Washington listening to the president claim that he's pro-Second Amendment, but he wants to confiscate your firearms. Yeah, you know, uh, that's what we're hearing from uh, politicians all the time is, oh, I support the Second Amendment. I own a gun, but, you know, and there's always that, that but on the end of uh, every time they say they're Second Amendment supporters when they want to take guns away. I mean, you know, Democrats used to say, well, we don't want to do that. Uh, we don't want to take your guns away. We just want reasonable restrictions. We want to make it harder. You know, we want to, you know, do all these other things, but we don't want to take your guns away. Nobody's saying that they want to come in and take your AR-15 or your handgun. That's exactly what they're saying now. I mean, the the or the the uh, sheet has been lifted. We know now who is running the thing, and and they want to take guns away. That's exactly what they're trying to do. Um, and and with that uh, with that uh, comment like that, um, it, anytime I hear a politician, uh, no disrespect to our current guest, uh, say something, it's usually the opposite of what they truly mean and truly believe. Um, it is it is a fight that's going to continue till the end of time, I believe, um, unless unless the left wins and they somehow I don't know how they could do it, but somehow, you know, register or confiscate or something like that. Um, what is Missouri Firearms Coalition doing right now? And in the conversations that you're having, maybe with uh, the left, what are some things that come out that think you think maybe that does make a little sense? Um, well, nothing. I mean, as far as absolutely nothing. nothing. <laughs> Thank you. I'm thinking. You I know the it. answer to that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. Nothing. Nothing makes sense, right? I mean, any uh, you know the the left uh, wants you to believe that oh, you know, this isn't that big of a deal. This isn't an infringement. But you know, look at red flag laws, for instance. Something that that we are doing in Jeff City right now. We're trying to make sure that. The red flag laws aren't implemented. Joe Biden went through the budget last year, uh, put in over $900 million to entice states to implement uh, and enforce red flag laws. And so what we're doing in Missouri is we're trying to push back on that. We're saying, look, we're, we're not going to do that in Missouri. We are going to make sure that our law enforcement isn't enforcing red flag laws, whether it's something that local municipalities come up with or something that the Biden administration comes up with. Um, and so that's what we're doing. Why would we want... Uh, you know, I don't think it's okay to, to uh, take away someone's guns without having a conviction of a felony, which is what we've always said is the reason why you lose your Second Amendment rights. Now they're saying, well, we're going to come in and take those guns because we don't like you and we don't, we don't think you should, you should have them even though you haven't been convicted and you haven't even been charged of a crime. You know, I wanted to ask you, Jared, I, I read this week that, and, and I've had Lincoln Huff on my program before last year, um, 
I can't remember what the issue was, but I did have him on. And, you know, I challenged challenged him on some things because in a lot of cases he was uh, he was the Republican senator who was at odds with the with the conservative coalition last year in the Missouri Senate. And I read that this week uh, he sided with Democrats uh, against some common sense gun legislation. Uh, Do you have any details on that? Yeah, I mean, you know, so so he did. So he sided with two of the most liberal uh, uh, Democrats in the the Missouri Senate and said um, they're going to try and block uh, our anti-red flag law that uh, Senator Bill Eigel has filed for us. Um, And and uh, and it killed the bill. It it made it a three, three vote. Um, So at this point right now, you know, that bill is dead in committee. Uh, We have other avenues, of course, through amendments or whatever from the House bill that's still moving that that we could get that bill through the process. But he absolutely did. Um, You know, and he even he even went further, though. It wasn't just that he voted against the bill because he thought that that was a bad bill or, or, you know, thought it was written poorly or whatever. Um, He went further and and basically said that, um, you know, we've gone too far. We've bastardized the Second Amendment. I mean, he's quoted um, in in um, St. Louis. Uh, news media of saying uh, that we've gone too far, that we need common sense gun reform, basically. And, and uh, you know, it, it's just it's appalling that we've got a, 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 a so-called Republican um, who ran on Second Amendment uh, issues is now coming out and saying that we've gone too far, that we need uh, some restrictions on the Second Amendment. It's just it's it's insane. Um, and Missouri gun owners need to be aware of what's going on in Jeff City because it's it's Republicans like this that we could get uh, red flag laws in Missouri or we could have Second Amendment rights taken away. I mean, he goes as far as to say that uh, constitutional carry uh, should be uh, restricted. Jared Taylor is our guest from Missouri Firearms Coalition. Uh, thinking about uh, what happened on Monday in Nashville, um, what, what is the opinion of Missouri Firearms Coalition? And, uh, and, and actually, not only just talking about arming teachers or, you know, some teachers, as I mentioned in the previous segment, um, what are we doing to actually move that uh, ball in that direction? Because I, I personally think, uh, you know, good people with guns are going to stop bad people with guns before anybody else. You can't have a law enforcement uh, officer on every street corner, every neighborhood corner, every school uh, at this point. Um, how can we get Missouri Firearms Coalition to maybe talk about training some of these teachers that are interested in maybe doing this? Yeah, that's a great question. So there are um, things that we've done in Missouri. Um, so, for instance, we have the school protection officer. It's different than a school resource officer. It's actually a, a member uh, or a, a faculty uh, or staff of a school district that can go through training. Um, that it, uh, you know, it's it's several uh, hours of training. I want to say it's maybe somewhere around a hundred <laughs> hours, maybe a little bit more than that. But they go through a a standardized training. Um, there's a company down here in the uh, Springfield area that does it. That's amazing. At what they do, but they train teachers and faculty uh, to to be able to carry uh, while they're at school to protect their students if this need arises. Or um, in law, we also have the ability, they don't have to go through this training. They can um, carry in schools with the permission of the school board or the superintendent or the the principal. Uh, Someone has to give them that permission. So we have those um, 
opportunities right now. And then also in the budget, we actually put uh, some grants in place where schools could apply for these grants to send wow. their teachers through some of these trainings. So we've done things in Missouri to make sure that we are protecting our students and allow them that opportunity, the, that faculty and staff to, to put those people in place. You know, in, in Nashville, um, that school that, uh, you know, was, was shot up uh, last week or, or earlier this week, the head of the school, that Catherine Kuntz, I mean, she did an amazing job. She um, she took her her school through uh, training, made sure that she got some of the top of the line. And I think that's why we saw, you know, unfortunately we had six that, that were shot and killed, but um, only six. I mean, the, the teachers did a f- fantastic job of making sure that they locked their doors, that they get they got their students out of the way. Um, you know, the um, one of the, the little girls, the nine-year-old uh, Evelyn uh, Dickhouse, she was the one that was trying to pull the fire alarm to warn other students. I mean, we have heroes in these situations. If we could only give them the tools necessary, if we could give Catherine, you know, she should have had the opportunity to defend her students with a firearm, that would have stopped that, that shooting immediately rather than waiting on law enforcement, which still took 15 minutes for them to arrive. Yeah, it's true. Jared Taylor, our guest from the Missouri Firearms Coalition, former uh, Missouri House member from the 139th District. This week, and I don't do this very often, in fact, I, I'm pretty proud that I haven't done this very much because I'm not a snowflake, I I defriended two people on Facebook this week, and both of them basically put the same message up. And it's it, it was the, the message that said, when are they going to care more about their kids than their guns? First of all, you can't reason with somebody who, who takes that point of view. Um, and secondly, on in terms of protecting our schools, you know, I covered a lot i'm talking a lot about the upcoming school board elections and how important it is for people to get out and vote jared and get people with common sense on these school boards i drive by a bunch of schools here in the greater st louis area that have astroturf on all of their football fields they've been able to pass bond issues to spend money on things like that but they poor mouth it when it comes to Uh, security to hardening the schools to building portals where there's only one entrance to the school and you have to enter and then be buzzed in to get through the bulletproof glass to get into the building Uh, maybe to to because if you have an sro in the missouri area the school district is responsible for part of their salary and they always poor mouth that as well they need to make security more of a priority in our schools and they just don't do it yeah you're right um, that, that's exactly right. Um, you know, it, instead of focusing, um, you know, on their resources like they have on on these multi-million dollar sports facilities, maybe we should put a little bit of that money into hardening those schools um, and 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 preventing these and and sending their teachers through some of these training pro- programs that are offered through Missouri. Uh, and you know, l- let's put a focus on that instead of blaming a, an inanimate object. Um, l- let's do something about it. Is, is, How many? Uh, uh, sorry, go ahead. No, I'm just. I was going to say, are there any updates from the legislative session before we run out of time here regarding uh, attempts to to weaken SAPA? I know there was a court decision against a portion of that law. Is there an effort underway to either vote on something different uh, down in Jeff City right now? 
You know, there's always that threat. There's a concern that 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 could happen. Um, We're keeping a close eye on it with Missouri Firearms Coalition, making sure that that doesn't happen. You know, right now, the judge put a stay on his own order. So that bill, the Second Amendment Preservation Act, is still um, in effect. Um, And and until we hear about it further from uh, the the Eighth Circuit will make their decision. Um, but I have a feeling that we're, it's going to stand. Um, you know, in fact, I think I told you on your show at some point whenever we were working on it that we expect this to go to the Supreme Court. And, and you know, we expected to lose um, at the lower court where we know that we have a less of an opportunity when we're going in front of an Ob- Obama-appointed liberal judge. Um, you know, I'm, I look forward to our chances. Um, if you read anything that anybody, you know, most uh, – uh, attorneys out there that are are qualified on talking about anti commandeering and and the supremacy clause, they have said. I mean, if you Judge Napolitano the other day said that this is uh, one of the um, biggest uh, federalist uh, challenges in his lifetime and maybe uh, in decades. And so I'm excited about our opportunity, uh, and I think we're going to move forward. But we do have to continue to watch to make sure that, that they don't try and weaken SAPA, that they don't try and make any changes. Um, but right now, that, that's not the case, but, but that doesn't mean that it can't happen uh, with an, an amendment that's uh, slipped into a bill. Well, I, I, I'll tell you what, uh, the Christian schools, the private schools live uh, a little bit of different laws than you do with public schools. And uh, I would think more churches, like church services, have security in there to protect the congregants and the and the people that are, are going there. I think those private schools that are out there, kind of like the one in Nashville, uh, maybe want to think about having some kind of a, you know, a protection uh, group that's there Monday through Friday with the kids. Because again, you live on your own laws, you guys get tuition paid, uh, you may have the resources to do that. Uh, why wait on the government uh, to do this in public schools and make that a law? That's, I mean, when we're talking soft targets, churches, hospitals, things like that, uh, I, think it's, uh, I think it's necessary in this world of evil that we're living in right now, Jared. Yeah, you're right. Um, you know, it's unfortunate what we saw in Nashville, but I, I think we should take away, um, you know, evil exists in the world. And unfortunately, usually the, the places that are targeted are gun-free zones. Um, and it's because they these criminals, these, these madmen know that they can go to these places and not be stopped within a reasonable amount of time. They're going to they're gonna be able to carry out their attack. Um, it's going to take 15 minutes for law enforcement to arrive and they're going to be able to do whatever they want to do for those 15 minutes. Yep. And so, yeah, we, we absolutely have to, to put uh, teams in place. I mean, you know, that's why I'm on my uh, uh, safety and security team at our church. Um, and that's why, you know, we do what we do at our church because we want to make sure that our, our uh, congregants are protected. That's exactly what other churches should do. Private schools should, should be doing this as well. It's a lot easier to, to do that. They already have that ability, but so do public yep. schools. Let's, yeah. let's protect these public schools by allowing these teachers who want to carry, who have the ability to carry, and who are trained to carry, let let them do that to be able to protect their students if if this situation were to arise. All right, Jared Taylor from the Missouri Firearms Coalition. Keep up the good fight. Uh, for those of you that want more information, you want to get in that fight with them uh, in a peaceful way, MissouriFirearmsCoalition.org. Thank you so much for joining us again on Second Amendment Radio on the Great Outdoors, sir. Be safe. Thank you all. Appreciate it. Yeah. Good to know that you got people like uh, Jared up there uh, working hard for us and Aaron Dorr and the others, the Missouri Firearms Coalition. It takes a village <laughs> to coin a phrase. You I had to know. bring up Hillary Clinton right at the end of the show. Come I didn't. Ber- you brought her up. <laughs> I brought up a. 
You've said it before. I'm Um, just kidding you, Bo. Thank you. Okay, back to wine drinking. I'm sorry, what? Outdoor (laughs) day drinking. That started with opening day, and it's going to go on through the weekend, I'm thinking. It sure will. That's going to do it for this uh, version of Second Amendment Radio and the Great Outdoors. Have a great weekend. We'll see you next week. See you, boys. Get more at 971talk.com. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.